Good morning, and welcome to the announcement of the 2019 Circle of Achievement inductees. It's the Magical Coach Podcast. First of all, a little bit about the Larry Bruno Foundation. We were formed by giving reverence to our heroes and leaders that have achieved goals and aspirations that have contributed excellence to our community and country, and we pass on their legacies to future generations. Our programs we support and contribute to help to inspire and empower lifelong learning that pursues knowledge that will improve families, teams, and the community at large. By coaching the culture, we believe that it is possible to create positive change in our world that we live in and to pass our new knowledge and innovations to future generations. Our mission is to cultivate a culture in our community to develop student athletes and academic achievements in lifelong learning and the pursuit of knowledge by promoting professional coaching, teaching, team building, and family development. First of all, we'd like to uh, honor the 2016 Abira Falls Tigers football team in their first game of the 2016 season, the team lost to their longtime nemesis, Aliquippa High School. That was on September 2nd. Three months later, the Tigers not only avoided future defeat, on December 10th, they overcame adversity by winning their 13th consecutive game and copying their first PIAA Class III football state title over Middletown High School, 30-13. Coach Ryan Matsuk at the time reflected on the reasons why he thought his boys were able to run the table after losing the first game. He stated that he really didn't have much to say after the first game. The seniors gathered the players amongst themselves and basically had an internal meeting and told themselves that they were a better team, better than the Quips, and the 2016 Tigers did not lose. Today, representing that team is Ryan Matsuk, the head coach. Also, assistant coach Nick Nardone is present, and I think Ryan wanted to say a couple words. Just want to start off and say that I really appreciate the honor. Well, you know, when I got this position in 2006, you know, I understood the tradition uh, that went along with being a coach at Beaver Falls. My father was actually the first one to call me and said, you understand that you just didn't get any job. You got the job. And I said, I do understand that because, uh, you know, just the story and the tradition of Beaver Falls. My father was a coach at Geneva when I was younger. So just being around the program when they won the championship in 84 um, and just understanding how much people care about the football program, about their sports programs and walking through this, um, you know, Hall of Fame or, or Hall of Achievement. Um, you can definitely see that. I just want to thank the Bruno Foundation. Um, you guys truly represent what Beaver Falls is all about and have always been supportive of, of not only myself, but our team. You know, Coach Nardone's in the back who's running the program now, and, and he's, you know, he's doing a fantastic job, and he will continue to carry on that tradition. Um, you know, he was a big cog in the arsenal and, and a great assistant for me, and I was just happy to have him and happy for him to, to see him leading the program moving forward. You know, I just want to add how appreciative I am to have led teams and be a part of this great tradition at Beaver Falls. I don't know if you've been on the website that they put up for the Larry Bruno Foundation, but I go on there quite frequently because there's a lot of really cool things on there. And, and the one thing that I hadn't seen and, and I got on recently was, um, you know, they rank the top 50 teams and they have them in different categories. Um, you know, and I think the last one was legendary or something like that. I can't remember off the top of my head, but just to look at the years that our staff was involved in that and just be honored enough to be mentioned and see those years and, and remember those kids. So thank you very much and congratulations to all the other nominees 
place today. Um, we just feel really proud and blessed to be a part of such a great, uh, rich history. Thank you very much. Glenn Dennison was the starting tight end for the Miami Hurricanes, who upset number one Nebraska on January 1st, 1984, giving the Canes their first national championship. Before his college days, Glenn excelled under Larry Bruna at Beaver Falls High School and helped the Tigers to the playoffs. In college, Glenn was named second team All-American by the Associated Press and honorable mention All-American by the UPI. He was voted the Hurricanes most valuable player that year and was selected to play in the Shrine game in the Senior Bowl. Then he was drafted by the New York Jets in the second round of the 1984 draft. There he played under Beaver Falls native and fellow inductee Joe Walton. Uh, here today uh, representing Glenn is his father, Mr. Glenn Dennison. Next, David Miller played and coached by Larry Bruno at Beaver Falls High School in 65, where he was captain and most valuable player. He graduated that year with the highest honors. He obtained his bachelor's degree from the Princeton University in 1969 and his master's degree from Stanford University in 1970. Dave spent a five decades, a lifetime of teaching and coaching in California. He directed comprehensive programs as both a teacher, a student counselor, and a coach. He was voted Monterey Bay League Coach of the Year three times, and he had a winning percentage of 70%. Several of his players went on to play in college and professional football, three earned Super Bowl rings, and one former player is currently a head coach of the NFL Carolina Panthers. Uh, the Larry Bruno Foundation is proud to induct David Miller into its Hall of Achievement. Next, Charlene Taylor played point guard at Beaver Falls High School, where she averaged 15 points a game. In her senior year in 1985, she helped her team to a 25-1 record in both the conference and state championship titles. She was named conference MVP, was a member of the terrific 20 top girls basketball players in Pennsylvania, received the Carolyn Clark Girls Sports Award, and earned a scholarship to the University of New Haven. There, she had an outstanding career, New Haven won the four NECC titles, two Division II New England Regional Championships, as well as a national championship on route to a 102-22 record during her tenure. Later, she retired in 2017 as the Connecticut State Trooper after 23 and a half years of service. During her career as a state trooper, she received several accommodations, three unit citations, and two meritorial service awards. She was voted in 2014 as Connecticut Female Trooper of the Year. After her retirement, she's an associate minister at the New Light Holy Church, where she serves as a Sunday school superintendent, leader of the youth development, and heads up the church's food pantry. Uh, again, the Larry Bruno Foundation is honored to induct Charlene Taylor into its Hall of Achievement. Charlene, uh, we had lunch with her when she was here uh, last month, and she is super excited. She joins Joy Jeter, and she's very proud of her Beaver Falls greatness with uh, Coach Butch Ryan, who was her coach, and uh, she's anxious to come back and be here and celebrate with her family and the folks still living here in Beaver Falls. Charlene Taylor is a wonderful lady. 
Robert Bobby Blythe was born on April 12, 1941 in Koppel. During his younger years, he played youth baseball in Koppel and as well also part of the Beaver County Championship Midget Team with fellow Circle of Achievement inductees Carl Flory and Tony Asaldo. He attended Elwood City High School where he played under the football legendary coach Chuck Knox. He then went and graduated from Geneva College and was an outstanding baseball player there and was Geneva's team captain in his junior and senior years. In 1967, Bob began his teaching career at Big Beaver Elementary. In 69, he became assistant football coach at Beaver Falls under Coach Larry Bruno. After serving 13 years as assistant coach, he was appointed head coach, and under his tutelage, the Beaver Falls Tigers won the Class AA championship in 1984, defeating Riverside High School and his best friend Carl Flory, 14-13. Uh, sadly, at a young age of 60 years old, Coach Blythe died of a heart attack in 2002. Larry Bruno Foundation is proud to induct Robert Bob Blythe into its Hall of Achievement. Uh, representing uh, Bob today is his sister, Joanne Blythe. Thank you. Next, Ken Yonke graduated from Beer Falls High School in 1949, where he earned two letters in varsity baseball under the tutelage of 2014 Circle of Achievement inductee Bill Ross. After graduation from Beaver Falls, he attended Geneva College, where he majored in education and played two years of baseball. After graduation, he joined the faculty at Highland Junior High School and taught general science. He was, went on to become superintendent at Riverside High School for 13 years. Following his tenure at Riverside, he was uh, superintendent of schools at Blackhawk from 1981 to 1986, and then became superintendent of schools in Yellow Springs, Ohio from 1987 to 1997. So some 31 years he spent in education and superintendent of various schools. Uh, he was named Administrator of the Year in 1995 by the Ohio School Association. He was very instrumental in building uh, the programs and also the facilities at Riverside and Blackhawk, where he uh, constructed the football stadium, the industrial arts facility, and the middle school at Riverside. And he also uh, instituted the science labs at Blackhawk, as well as Latin and foreign language programs at Blackhawk High School. Interesting, while he was at uh, Riverside, he hired Coach Carl Flory as the head football coach, as well as Johnny Miller as their basketball coach. The Larry Bruno Foundation is uh, honored to induct Ken Yonke into its circle of achievement. And today, Mr. Yonke is present and would like to say a few words. Well, it's good to see you, Carl, and your better half. That brings back fond, fond memories. We started football out at Riverside, and um, we didn't do very well. I remember we got beat 72 to nothing by uh, Beaver, was it? Pat Tarquinio ran a score up on you. So, well, anyway, I, I'm, I've attended all of the banquets, or most all of them, uh, and, um, and I, I knew Larry quite well. Um, in fact, when I was at Yellow Springs, Ohio, I brought Larry and Jenny to Yellow Springs, put them in a hotel, and had him work with our young coaches over there and try to get our football program started. So um, even though uh, I was at Blackhawk and uh, we've always been rivals and everything, but that, that was beside the point. You learn to appreciate excellence. And um, I appreciated Larry 
as a coach, and I knew his players and how he treated them and how uh, he extended himself on their behalf. And so when I hired Carl, I thought I was getting, you know, Larry Bruno again because he was a proselytize of uh, Larry. But it um, turned out that uh, Carl was more of a, a, a grunt, you know, down in the trenches. And I remember going to his practices sometimes, and he might remember this as well. We got into it with a board member because the board member didn't like where they were practicing. We had him up on the, uh, the lawn. Remember that, Carl? You were teaching doodad blocks that day, and you were trying to get your, your lineman to pick up the block on the other side. And uh, he was in your way, and it turned out to be a big problem. Here I am dealing with a football coach that's going into a playoff game, and I got a board member that's trying to tell him how to do it. <laughs> so anyway, I got Ron Shiro. Uh, you all know Ron Shiro, too. And uh, so that, that gave us a little more balance. We had Alan Guandola, and we had Frank Henn, and Bill Suit, and they're all pretty much products of the Larry Bruno uh, system. So I tried to incorporate that into uh, Riverside. Got something a little bit different, but equally successful. <laughs> Carl was very generous to me. He let me do the chains in the Farrell game. <laughs> anyway, anyway we, we had a lot of fun together. And, uh, but no matter what you do in life, if you look back on your own life, there were mentors. There were people in your life that helped you, that brought you along, that gave you encouragement and uh, made you believe that maybe you could do it. And uh, in reading over your, your tenets of the, the uh, Bruno Foundation, I read that all over and um, thought about different things. And it was well thought out because it is important that you have teamwork in any organization, whether it's a business, whether it's a school, or whether it's a team. You have to have people that believe in each other, people that trust each other, and you have to give them uh, an opportunity to self-actualize in their work. I've taken a lot of things from sports uh, and incorporated that into my own belief system about being a school superintendent. Being a superintendent, you're, you're dealing with people from all walks of life. They have different interests. Some are interested in just the kindergarten program and the preschool program, and other people are only interested in music or athletics or science or whatever, and they have aspirations for their children and they want you to help them deliver that outcome. So it becomes a team again. And you're a team of teachers, a team of administrators, a team of school board members, and you try to deliver the service that is gonna best serve everybody. We've done that, uh, and I have to say that because of right down these, uh, this curb out here in front of this library, I sat on that curb when I was 17 years old with L.D. Smith you remember Dr. Smith? He was a mentor, and he insisted I go to college. And I really had no intentions of going to college. But LD, with one phone call, had me admitted to Geneva College. And on September the 8th, I'm in a psychology class looking out the window, wondering how did this happen? Why did I let this man do this to me? But there were other mentors. Some mentors were the most unlikely. Some were children that taught me things in life that I should know. I remember uh, Bill Smith, who was a principal down here, his son, Mike, he was uh, playing midget football. 
Bill wanted me to help him coach. I just got out of the Army, and I didn't really know too much about what was going on. But I went over to the field, and uh, I watched the kids hit the sled. I watched them do handoffs, and I watched them hit the dummies and all that. But there was one group at the other end of the field that they didn't do anything. They sat on the ground, and this man walked back and forth and back and forth. This went on for close to an hour. So the whistle blew, and they all took their lap, and Mike came down, and uh, I was helping him get his jersey off and uh, with his pads and everything, and I had the jersey up over his head, and I'm looking at him, and I said, Mike, what did you learn tonight? And he looked at me with his big blue eyes. He said, we learned what a great football player Mr. So-and-so was when he played. That taught me something. Children, even at age eight, that are nine years old can teach you something. And this little boy showed me that he saw through the whole thing. So I used to use that example whenever I met with the teachers to open the school year. Never underestimate the, the child who is eight years old that's looking at you in that classroom because you have to pass a test. And the test you have to pass is, are you sincere? Are you a sincere person? And do you like me? And finally, can you teach me to read? Can you teach me arithmetic, mixed fractions, and so forth? And if you don't pass all three tests, you don't make it. So if you look at mentors, mentors are everywhere. And hopefully, the outcome of the Bruno Foundation is that we grow people who go out and become mentors and make it possible for young people who take our place in life to do as well as they can and do better than we did. That is, I believe, our mission. And that's been my mission. Um, finally, one day I walked over to the field. I'll call it a field loosely, it wasn't, but I remember it. It was by the Chippewa Elementary Consolidated School. And I'm just looking around like, what happened here? It's nothing but weeds. There's nothing. And just then, two little boys came up over the hill from down where the funeral parlor is. And there's tall grass and their blue jeans were all wet. They, they had bicycles. They were pushing their bicycles and uh, their pants were all wet from the knees down from the tall grass. And I said, because um, they had baseball gloves on their handlebars, and I said, you must be ball players. And the one said, well, we're not very good. I said, what do you mean you're not very good? I said, how old are you? 10 years old. I said, really, you're 10 years old and you're not very good? How do you know that? Well, we got cut. They tried out for Little League and they got cut. And that was the beginning of uh, a whole series of things that happened because of them. I felt bad for them. I said, well, come back tomorrow and bring some of your friends with you. And maybe we can do something you know, together. I'll bring some bats and balls over and we'll, we'll play ball. So the next day I went over and they brought about six kids with them. So I got bed springs that were laying there and I put the bed springs and hooked them up to my car with a rope. And I had the kids sit on the bed springs and I drove the circles until I wore out all the weeds and made an infield out of it and then propped up the bed springs for a backstop. And then I pitched to them underhand to, to let them you know, feel what it was like to bunt the ball and then hit the ball and get out of the way of the ball. 
And those two little boys ended up playing football one day later for Larry Bruno. And you might remember the Hen Twins. That was years ago. And because of those two boys and, and that encounter, that was the beginning of our baseball program. And we started a program. We went out and raised money. I got B&W and, and some welders, and we built backstops. We built six ball fields. And we ended up, in two years, we had 26 teams of kids. Each team had 14 players. They didn't all have managers. I let the kids be their own coaches. My, my point of telling you that story, it's just to show you how things happen. Sometimes it's, it's just almost by accident. But I felt a empathy for how they felt that they got cut and they felt that they weren't any good. So I embraced that whole philosophy through my life as an educator. And I wrote this in a legal brief that the partition, the wall that separates excellence from obscurity, more often than not, is just a lack of opportunity. If you give a child the opportunity to participate, they may excel. If you deny them the opportunity to participate, then, by administrative edict, you've relegated them to obscurity. A lot of people got upset about the two-way, four-way merger. It ended up, though, in 1978, that Beaver Falls was playing for the WPL championship at Pitt Stadium, and so was Blackhawk playing for the WPL in two different classifications. So that meant that 150 ballplayers were on the field that day, representing those two schools. If you just had one school, then you just had about half that many. So it gets back to participation. Winning is wonderful. Sure, we all like to win. Some of us have had good opportunities for winning, and it feels good. But participation is really what made the difference in your life. If you think back, it was a teacher, it was a neighbor, it was a coach, it was somebody that took an interest in you and encouraged you to go ahead and try to do something and do it better. So my acceptance into the Larry Bruno Circle of Achievement is an honor because I'm joining something that I believe represents what I believe in within my heart, that we have to make our community better. We only make it better by reaching out and helping young people to discover themselves and what they can do. So I thank you for the opportunity to be here. Yeah, and lastly, uh, the Hall of Achievement open house and uh, weekend will be July 27th uh, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. here at the, uh, at the hall at the Carnegie Free Library in Beaver Falls will be an open house where the inductees will be present. All are welcome, refreshments will be served. And that evening will be the celebration of honorees dinner that will be held at Shadow Lakes Country Club from five o'clock on. There you can buy tickets, go to our website, themagicalcoach.org. There'll be ticket information. The tickets are limited to 350, so please uh, buy early and often. back again and again and I promise you the next time I'm back I'll be here in the library more than I was in the past I might say thank you